little too much Christmas cheer? Well, a little too much for 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I thought that was a pretty terrific gimmick. Buy a Christmas tree and get all the grog you can drink free. I don't know. I still prefer my Christmas cheer in front of the fireplace after dark. That's why I come down the chimney every night. <laughs> Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello, welcome back to I Used to Watch This. I am Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. How's it going, Mike? It's going absolutely great today. How about you? <laughs> so far, so good. All right. Trying to get start things out on a positive beat. Well, there you go. That's how we got to do it. All right, so we're continuing our Christmas week. Uh, what? Uh, actually, before we get to that, sorry, we want, we had a couple of notes we wanted to say. I'm already jumping the gun, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, just a couple of hellos and thank yous to a few people we've kind of quote unquote met online. Um, one, uh, uh, Gidget uh, from Retro Cinema, Gidget Von LaRue, I believe her name is. Uh, been very nice to us and, uh, you know, spreading the word with us, which is great. And just a lot of good conversations about 80s movies, which, you know, it's pretty much right up our alley. Yeah, right. we do TV shows, but we're also from that era, so I know all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my favorites also, come from the 80s, I'll tell you that one. Right, exactly. And uh, also the the guys from uh, Launching the Pilot uh, podcast, uh, thanks for the retweets, too, and everything. Um, they got a cool podcast where they... It's kind of like ours, except they just look at the pilots, it seems like. So I've checked a couple others out. The, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's, I, we enjoyed the one about heroes, especially, as I mentioned to them, the end song. They played uh, the song Billy Don't Be a Hero. Remember that song? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty great because I haven't heard that song in ages. Yeah, who was that? Who? who do you remember? No. I looked <laughs> it up. and Well, the funny thing is, is, so these guys are from the UK, right? So... Um, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that terrible song made it across the ocean. But it turns out that show was ac- that song, I'm sorry, was actually first recorded by a UK artist. Oh, interesting. And then, of course, you know, some American dudes appropriated it. It was, it was so good that they. <laughs> it was such a good song, yeah. yeah. So now the funny thing is, I'm not sure which version they were playing, if it was the UK or the American. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and listen. So. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, so again, thank you to, the, to, to them. Um, we appreciate any uh, niceties. It's fun making friends online, right? Absolutely. Anyway, all right, so what are we doing today, Mike? All right, today is we're revisiting Heart to Heart, Jonathan Ooh. and Jennifer in Season 2, Episode 5, Tis the Season to be Murdered. Murdered, yes. Merry, and Merry like Christmas. I said on Twitter... Because nothing goes like with Christmas, like industrial espionage and murder. Right. I mean, it's you know, it goes right up there with arguing with your family members at dinner. Right. <laughs> yeah, or you know, break, talking religion and politics. It's all. <laughs> oh gosh. All part of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was a, a you know interesting interesting show. Um, you know, obviously the in the intro was the same with all the little cuts from the movie or the the TV show. Some scenes from the pilot that we saw. Um, but then the actual opening scene to the movie was a very festive shot of some reindeer hung over the street they were driving on. And you hear, you don't, we don't see them yet in this opening, but it's 
Jennifer saying, oh, Jonathan, what a lovely day. I know this is going to be the best Christmas ever. And like right there, you know, right? This is like, yeah. this is headed downhill. Uh, so, <laughs> And then it's just like, bam, Neiman Marcus, bam, here's Gucci. It's like, it's, it's, it's just like, a, um, I don't know, like free ads for all these stores, yeah, basically. Yeah, right. And they're, so then they're driving home um, in their convertible Rolls Royce with a Christmas tree in the back, which is, you know, a common scene in most neighborhoods. Um, right. Nothing like putting a Christmas tree shoved in the back of your $100,000 vehicle. <laughs> yeah, no blanket, no bag. <laughs> it's just, you know, whatever. They can replace it. Right. And, um, and then <laughs> I thought this was interesting. Jennifer Hiccups. <laughs> and and then they're yeah. like talking. It sounds like they did some pretty heavy, like pre eleven a.m. drinking while they went to pick up the tree. I didn't yeah. catch what Jonathan said they drank, but grog, grog. Okay. It's like the stuff you would have at like a Chris Kindle Market type stuff. Oh, okay, sure, sure. So, but yeah, she was hammered. Um, she was definitely feeling pretty good at that early in the morning. Yeah. And then I she figured was, it was going to be like a mimosa brunch, but it wasn't. She, then she was like <laughs> slurring her words. Even I'm like, yeah, maybe, exactly. this was probably popular back, you know, and uh, what year was this made? Do we know roughly? Uh, shoot, 80, right around. Okay, probably, so, actually, this one might have been like 79. All right. Yeah. So, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, promoting drinking and, and mourning and, and driving is probably it, it didn't reach a bad state yet. But um, right. I mean, so, it, it, they don't say that Jonathan was drinking. So we're not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and I did want to mention that uh, this was directed by Lawrence Herzog, which, I mean, I looked at some stuff, but the, <laughs> I just found it interesting that, and I know you're not going to know, but maybe some people do out there, but they said, uh, known for directing the uh, TV show Nowhere Man, which was a very short-lived show with my, my wife and I loved. We had Bruce Greenwood with this guy... I don't. I can't remember the exact premise of like why this happened, but he had taken some pictures of something, and uh, you know he's with his wife and they're at a party, and then he goes home, and I guess he gets hammered and he goes home, and no one knows who he is, hmm. <laughs> and like it's it's really weird. But then it turns out I don't know. And this was a movie conspiracy. No, it was a TV show. Oh, okay. So we loved it, and it got canceled after one season. Like, so when was this? I've never heard like, of it. Like. Uh, very early nineties, I think. Really? It's a, yeah. wow. Okay. It's amazing yeah. that you and your wife both liked it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just seems interesting. Okay. Uh, back to our storyline. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, unless you got more to say about that. <laughs> no? Um, yeah. So now they're on their way back, but, uh, they make a stop at, uh, the drive-in cause Mr. Uh, Mr. H. Jonathan says he has to see a man about a horse. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. I I like that. I like the way that came out. So, oh, okay. Um, you have a clip? I have a clip. All right. So I, I'm thinking that's how, like, when I try to put on a voice, that's how I sound like, believe it or not, when I, you know, <laughs> it, it sounds like he's faking the voice there, but. It, well, it, sometimes it kind of does when he's talking. Yes. I'm trying to be more sophisticated. Right. Okay. Trying to deepen his voice. Right. You can almost see him doing it like he's making that face yeah. that he's trying to lower the- Yep. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you caught the movie that was on the banner. 
Was it like Miracle on 34th Street or something? Right. Okay. Which you know who starred in that? Natalie Wood. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I didn't. She I was didn't, the little girl in that movie. I didn't do that. Didn't, yeah. Didn't do the so. math on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was, I'm sure that was on purpose, but I could be wrong. Because she was still alive, I think, at this point. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. So they're at the drive-in, right? And um, I'm thinking, yeah, well, he's got to see a man about a horse. I'm like, it's not even dark out. You can't really see a movie. So he goes to, to meet this guy, walks over to his car. And I, and I really thought they were going to buy a horse. I, I thought it had something to do with like a uh, uh, like a racehorse. That's what I was thinking. Or something, yeah. 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 So uh, he walks up to the car and he's like, uh, and I'm guessing at the name, but I think he's like Mr. Culp. And, yes, it was. And then, um, you know, the guy gets out of the car. And the first thing I'm think, I was like, is that Steve Martin? But uh, <laughs> So they, they walk over to a place where like. Well, you know who it is, right? What's the guy's name? His name's Jack Riley. He's from uh, the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah. I knew I, I recognized that <laughs> face. Um, so they like secretly walk over and start this conversation. And it turns out this guy is like an investigator and, and someone's stealing designs from Hard Industries Toy Factory. Right. And, and I, I actually have a little clip of them talking here. Hold okay. on, because I thought it was kind of interesting. So it was kind of a long scene, yes, I know, sorry. But I thought it was funny. They're like, do you know what this is? And it's just a toy horse. And, and he pulls and it out from underneath his coat. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they copied this. I'm like, it's a horse. <laughs> I mean, what are you copying? Uh, you're, right. you're just making it look like a horse. And, I mean, maybe the coloring or whatever. And the guy was like super, super like enthusiastic about his job. And yeah. Like, you know. Well, he's, he's a PI. He's got to keep it up, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I like how they had to meet in this like secluded place, look at a toy horse. I'm like, okay, this this is over the top right now. Uh, right, and that's a, that's why I like the 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 scene because even Mister H is like, this. Do we really need <laughs> right. to be doing all this? Could we meet at Denny's or you know? Right. So then, yeah, exactly. Th- then the investigator. So when they're done, you know, Hart walks away, and the guy he sticks the horse back under his jacket and walks <laughs> back to the car. Like, <laughs> if anyone sees this, the whole you know, the whole thing's over. But. Um, so Hart gets in his car and, and starts to drive away. And then, uh, you know, the investigator gets in his car and he's got, I don't know, a couple of toys on, you know, on the floor in there. Right. And, um, then there's a Jack in the box, which really called a snake in the grass. So as he's sitting there, like, I don't know, maybe taking notes or, you know, whatever he does after he debriefs Mr. Hart, we hear this. So this snake pops out of the box and bites him in the leg <laughs> and, like, draws blood. And then, 
like, he falls on the horn and he's dead basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I mean, not that that's yeah. funny, but the no. fact that the design that went into this Jack in the Box that could somehow eject a snake that would bite him and like nowhere to hit, just the precision engineering behind that was fantastic. Um, and, and it just seems like an odd toy to even make. I mean, I know everyone had those Jack in the Box things, like a clown would pop up or whatever. But this was like a snake charmer thing that was going to jump out at you. I don't yeah, know. What yeah. kid wants this snake jumping out at right. him? I'm assuming. I mean, granted, regu- I didn't like the clown thing either, but whatever. Yeah. The regular model uh, probably isn't venomous. Venom, venomous. Venomous. And no. uh, kill, kill people. But So he falls on the horn. So Hart's already driving away, but he hears the horn. So he goes back. And, you know, looks looks like he's dead. Um, so then they go, you know, to talk to some guy in, in like, Hart Industries. Uh, I later learned this guy's name is Stanley, right? I don't know who he is, though. I still don't know who he is. He's just some guy that works at the company, some executive. Yeah, he seems like the number three. Like, he, they go to him for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he's like, yep, turns out the guy was poisoned. Um, so they come up with this plan that they, they need an insider, uh, at Hart right. Industries to find out, you know, who's, who's leaking this information. Yeah. And I, I did look up the poison, by the way, just cause, <laughs> so if, uh, anyone looks at my history, I'm not <laughs> planning on killing anybody, right. but, um, it's an alkal it's an alkaloid poison from Central and South America and it causes suffocation due to paralysis of the diaphragm. So. Ooh, good one. It was a real poison. That's why I was I did, the only reason why I checked for it because I wanted to see if they were making, making something up. Right. Yeah. Right. So but, can you get uh, that on weren't. Amazon or how how do we yeah how do we get that? <laughs> now like all my ads are for poison. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go online. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, would you like some poison? But anyway, yeah. So um, so here's a little clip I have of that actual conversation where they're talking with Stanley, um, specifically the part where Mrs. H is uh, talking to him at the end. I don't know. I thought that was kind of jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where she was going with that. I'm like, right. I mean, I don't even know the whole point of that conversation. I mean, I understand the point of his where he's like saying, hey, hey, viewers, you know, this could this be worth millions important. of dollars, right. you know. Um, Otherwise, I'm thinking this counterfeit horse, not a big deal. But <laughs> right. Uh, because, you know, back then, what would you have already had? The cabbage patch craze, right? Right, right. That was a big deal. Um, yeah. Tickle Me Elmo was later, so I don't know what else. No, no Be- Xbox. Um, no Beanie Babies. <clears throat> let's see. So then, so then they show up at Hard Industries, um, Jonathan and Jennifer, and they're disguised as Vern and Edna Swan Number. Sure, I got a little clip of them too because these guys, whatever. I, I put a little video online, by the way. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. A little uh, video of them playing video games. But first of all, they're dressed up. I don't even know how to describe how they're dressed up. I mean, his suit is like made out of like couch material or something. <laughs> and uh, he's I got snorted. This, I actually snorted. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like this hair. I, I, I first of all, you still they still look like themselves. So this manager guy should yeah. know who these people are. 
But so, uh, here's so a little clip of that. You, you mentioned the hair. Before you play the clip, you mentioned the hair. I took a snapshot that I'll post. I think he looked like, remember when Mike Brady got the perm? Yeah. He looks totally like, Mike looked like Mike Brady. Yeah. Yes. Except he had, did he have a beard too? Yeah, but yeah Mike he Brady had a beard. Mike, Mike Brady didn't have that, but. Yeah, but anyway, here's Vern, a little uh, of Vernon Edna. <laughs> that laugh is crazy. I know, I know, I so, know. So the, and before he, he takes him in, they make a point of, you know, you need to have a badge or alarms are going to go off everywhere. Um, and I'm, I was thinking right away, like, this, this means something. Um, so the, every time they use the badge to get into a room, this is the sound we hear. And that probably played... 200 times during the show. <laughs> so, first of all, that's the sound from Mattel football, right? When you scored a touchdown. <laughs> or no. Or it just, it was something tackled. familiar. One of the two. I was like, yeah. yeah. But, right, 200 times. I was already annoyed with it just watching this episode. Can you imagine working there? Oh, my God. This is why this whole thing happened. This guy was losing his mind. It drove him this nuts. This is why. Man. Yeah. This is why <laughs> the whole murders happened because he couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> I'll just play that sporadically throughout the, the show so yeah. you can get I the mean, feel for it. That should be our like noise to cover up our swearing. Like you enter a room, <laughs> it goes off. You exit a room, it goes off. It's I, I wonder if it makes that when you go to the bathroom. I'm sure. You flush the you know, toilet. I mean most buildings nowadays have security going into the washrooms, right? right, right. So I, I uh, All right. uh oh. Billy's going to take a dump again. <laughs> How do you know? Well, <laughs> so so anyway, they decide uh, they're going to give him a tour of the place, right? So they're walking around. Um, they walk in, and this guy building Robbie Robot, which looked familiar. well. Wait, first, I'm sorry, I, I got to mention this part because I have it right after that, right before this. I mean. So when they're walking down the hallway, right, they're just pointing out things. And you have these people that are putting papers uh. on a conveyor belt in the middle of the hallway. And there's just a hole in the wall that says shredder. Right. <laughs> so one, like you said before, you know this is going to mean something later. Two, what the hell? What kind of safety violation would that be? Yeah. I mean, it's fine to have a shredder. But why is it in the middle of the hallway where That's you just could like literally funny. fall in it? I didn't even think of that until until you mentioned it. Now I was like, "What the <laughs> hell's that? What? I, I have nothing. Why did they have it's that?" It's just in like there? a hole. Yeah, 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 exactly. That would not pass OSHA standards today. No, no, um, yeah. and rightly so. So then they walk in on this guy working on yeah, sorry. the robot, which looked like a familiar <laughs> '80s type toy. Which I'm yeah, sure, and I'm I sure tried to find something online that it was copying from, and I couldn't find yeah. it. So the chief engineer, uh, Eric Palmer, he, he has the plans laid out. He's working on this toy. He's like, no, no, it's more than a toy. It's, this is a programmable computer. And he, he actually ends up seeming pretty upset. And, um, you know, bef- he, he's about to leave. And they're like, well, we're going to have a product launch. You guys should come to that. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, sure. So the, he steps out of the room. And then the boss goes after him 
and like catches him at his workstation. And I thought I had, I do have a clip of this. So this is, you know, the toy boss talking to the engineer as he, he kind of leaves the room, almost storms out for no reason. Um, and it, it, so just listen to this. That dude is bitter. He's, he's, <laughs> Wait, he's a, which one? The 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 bill. Well, the both manager of them, I guess, but I'm thinking of the engineer. He is um, he's just defeated, you know. Yeah. He's yeah. working his ass off trying to get this robot to work. Boss is hounding him for next year, mind you. Right, next year. Uh, which I know there's long lead time on those games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it looked almost ready to me. Um, right. Yeah. And then, and you know, so then he leaves. And right away, at this point, I've already r- written down, is this guy going to be the bad guy? <laughs> this guy's going to snap. I, pretty, I, I was pretty clear. And then yeah. his next move um, kind of let us in on that he, he's the source of the problem here. Um, so he, he, like, leans over and switches on this, this uh, like, an intercom system, and he hears... Like at the exact perfect moment, he switches it on, and right, and he picks that up. So he's on to their game already. Jonathan, you think we fooled him? Sure. I mean, how could they tell it's us? We don't look anything <laughs> like we normally do. We look never at my look curly hair. Guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, good timing on his part. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then so, he, he he goes and talks to, <laughs> goes and talks to the robot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, ah, we're going to have to give them everything they wanted for Christmas and a little bit I got more. that already right here. I yeah, got that. It's a, it's a little longish of a clip. Right. And this is meanwhile, while he's building a, a Simon, right? The Simon game? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is Simon. before that, yeah. Yeah, and he's putting plastic explosives yes. in it, but hold on. And I guess the little more is a bomb. (laughs) Now, this is the guy that's building toys for your kids. Um, (laughs) Right. He's already lost it. He's already built one toy with venom in it. And now (laughs) he's building another one that has a bomb in it. Right. You're right, though. So he takes a Simon game and, like, opens it up. Did you catch the name, what they called it? Later on, they called it something. I don't know. what. Do-Re-Mi. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do-Re-Mi. And there was Which like, makes sense because that's really what it does, right? It says do re mi fa, right? I think it's something that's not the uh, tones it does. I don't know. I don't know. So but he, anyway. he does. He puts some plastic explosive in it and he's like going to give it to the hearts to take home. Um, but so when he does it, he goes up to on top of his cabinet and he pulls down a box that says explosives <laughs> on it. It's clearly yeah, exactly. marked. 
Like, and it's out in the open. <laughs> like, what toy manufacturer needs a box of explosives? You know, you know, Mike. Just like every, a lot of electronics have a little bit of gold in them, a little all of them have a little bit of explosives <laughs> in them too. Just helps it run better, I think maybe. Um, but yeah, all right. So, so I found that interesting. And then uh, back at home, uh, Jennifer and Jonathan are going through those sample toys they brought home, right? And, right. Jonathan, and she's already worried about the toys being bad for kids because some of them seem like they're, you know, semi-violent. Violence, right. Little does she know she's got a bomb in her house too. But. Yeah, yeah. And he and he's all the you know the businessman. We should be investing in batteries. You know? Right. And Mr. H being you know his company what has like their hand in everything. Didn't they have their hand in oil and coal or something yeah. like that? We learned. And he doesn't have batteries. He probably does. He just doesn't know. He's got so much. Going Maybe on. that's right. Yeah. But you know. But anyway, the second game they pull out is Simon and Doremi. There's, there's basically a, a cardboard <laughs> box over it that says Doremi with, with holes yeah. cut out where the Simon buttons are. You know. Yeah. And um, you know, meanwhile, Max is meditating. Not sure how that fits into anything. And then <laughs> it doesn't. It's like they needed something <laughs> for him to do. Yeah, we need Max on this show. Uh, so they start the game. They're playing it for a while. I'm like, oh, this it's not working. It's not blowing up. And um, then the phone rings while they're playing, and Jonathan gets up to get it because Max is busy meditating. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Um, and and then Jennifer gets up because Max needs help in the kitchen. And then somehow the dog knocks the game off the, the counter and or off the table, and it explodes. <laughs> yeah. So he like, must have had the right sequence of buttons hit when it fell. Yeah, I don't know. Was it on a timer? I'm not, I, I don't know what it is. But Jonathan's on the phone in the meantime. Um, oh, I don't have a, I don't have my clip ready for that. But so he, he's talking to the guy on the phone, and he just makes one of those like one-liner jokes. And I, I I had a clip of it. I can't remember what it was now, but it was something like. Um, I don't even know. I can't remember. Well, it was very casual that a bomb just went off, and there is a small fire in their family room. Well, basically, all the, the toys boxes, were and they're fire. just looking at it. <laughs> they're like, "Oh my gosh, a bomb exploded!" Yeah. Well, why don't you go put the fire out? Call the fire department. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made I thought some that kind was of kind of like... weird. But these guys, at this point, what we're in season two, halfway through, or a quarter of the way through. They're so used to people dying and blowing up. It, I think I said this before. It's like the whole people always say about Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. She's in this little town where all these murders are. Maybe she's the problem. Right. Well, maybe they're the problem, too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're the problem. Um, but they are, you know, I don't know. They're far too desensitized because if something exploded in my living room, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be like, no. I'd and, drop and I the was, phone. I was loving um, Jonathan's outfit here. I liked how he had that like kerchief thing, like kind of tied around his neck. Oh I yeah, don't know. did you notice that? That's a good. Look. He had like a sweater on with no shirt on it. It's like half zipped down, and then like a kerchief around his wow. like, neck or something. I don't know what it was called. It's hot. Just saying. it was back then. <sighs> anyway, so now yeah, so the engineer guy goes in a toy store to go meet somebody. And uh, it's, um, I don't remember what his real name is, but he's like one of those guys you've seen in like a ton of shows back then. But I looked him up as Roger C. Carmel. He was in a ton of stuff. Laverne and Shirley, BJ and the Bear, Three's Company. 
Nice. And I think I remember him from Three's Company, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. There's like one I could like see him in my head and, as some character, and I can't think of what it is. But unfortunately, he died at 54, so that makes me feel really good right now. But Tra- anyway, Tra- yeah, that's not good. Mr. Brent was his name on the show. On this show. Okay, thank you. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they meet. Uh, it turns out he's like a rival toys, to- not toy store, toy manufacturer. And he's supposed to be getting the Robbie plans from this guy. So I guess he could put Heart Toys out of business. Which, by the way, Heart Toys is kind of a weak name. I mean, they could have thought of something better. Than Wasn't that. It, I thought it was like Hardy Toys or something like no, that. No, it's Heart Toys, like all one word. Okay. So they used the T from Heart to make toy that. Okay, one. maybe that threw me off. But um, I'm thinking at this point, this is a cutthroat industry, toy making. Like they're willing. Well, leaders, it probably is more so than we think. Leaders are more. willing to kill for, for <laughs> things here. I mean, I don't think that happens very often, but you never know. But yeah, so but uh, what was the point? I guess the point of Mr. Brett's appearance was to kind of make ties with the engineer that you know he was paying him to kind of get the plans or yeah. Whatever. He gave him the money. He gave him money. It was a box that looked like the game of life inside because I thought I saw the twirler thing. It had real money in it, though. But then he makes a joke about Monopoly. Monopoly I'm like, yeah. come on, guys. Don't invest mix in your utilities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little bit of investment advice, but yeah. yeah. And then so the engineer is all frazzled at this point. I mean, he's got his boss yelling at him. He's got this other toy guy like threatening him. The hearts are after <laughs> him. I mean, he's just he's frazzled. Right. Um, so John, Jonathan and Jennifer go back to Stanley's office. Um, and this is, I should have took a clip of this. I don't know if you did, but it's, it, someone stuck a transmitter in, in Jonathan's pocket. So and Jennifer's like, and I found it. And, and then Simon is like, why did you have your hand in his pocket? Kind of an oh, awkward Oh, Stanley? Moment. Yeah, you, I know. Oh, what like, I call him, Simon? Back to the yeah. game. Sorry. She could have found it when she was doing laundry. I know. Right. That was kind of a weird innuendo that wasn't necessary. Yeah. 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 And then that was it for that scene. And quickly we, yep. moved, we moved back to uh, Max is at the, and I guess, the the toy boss. like the um, Right. They get I, him like in there so he's going to clean and he's going to listen in to see what's going on. Yeah. Back at the heart, heart place, not the computer. Right. And I couldn't tell. Was he supposed to be in costume too? His hair know. looked a little funky. I don't think so. He was just had the janitor suit on. Yeah. But you would think that, especially like the guy in charge there, probably would have seen Max before because he's always driving the hearts around. I'm sure they have like some sort of Christmas party at the end of the year <laughs> where all the leaders are there. And you know Max is there. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, this is when he's listening in and the secretary is talking and giving a massage to the, <laughs> the boss. Right. A little inappropriate there. Yeah. That's not how and it works. And then Max listens for like 30 seconds. He's like, man, it's good. <laughs> I got all I Mr. need. Mr. H, sound, everything's fine. He sounds cool. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he's good. <laughs> they, they clear the boss of any wrongdoing uh, based on Max's 30 seconds, and then he takes off. And then um, – but wait. In the meantime – The bad guy's listening too. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then the Jennifer, John, Jonathan and Jennifer, like they meet out front and debrief with Max. And right. Then, then they go in. <laughs> so yeah. I, not, not much of a cover there, but uh, then they go in. And while they're in there, the engineer is like over, you know, or listening on his transmitter or whatever he does. He, he goes out to the rolls, pops the hood, puts something in it, 
I'm, and I'm, I would, while he was doing this, I was surprised that the toolbox he had didn't say car sabotage kit on it. Um, but he finishes his job, closes the hood. With Heart Industries underneath it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a, it reminds me like the Roadrunner coyote, you know? Yeah, like the coyote will order exactly. like a box of something and it comes. Yeah. Um, so, that, all right, the Hearts get in the car and leave. And then, right, and this guy. So one, one, I was thinking like, wow, this guy's just going to do this right out in the parking lot in the middle of you know the middle of the day. He's just going to go in and start fiddling with the car. And then I did like how the uh, the manager had like music aimed at the windows because he's like oh, yeah. some people could listen in with microphones. So yeah, but the engineer, and Mister and Mister H figures that Robbie's got to be the biggest deal, so he needs to keep a close eye on it. Right, right, right. right. Um, so yeah, so they get in the car and take off. Almost immediately, something's the car's backfiring or something. Yeah. See, and I figured that it was the brakes were going to go out because so that's what I. always happens in these shows. That's right. what I was waiting for. Right. So he's like, "I better pull off the road." So I'm thinking, but this instead, is try. It's going to go over. A cliff. Better happened. Yeah, yeah. but something instead, even better happened. <laughs> instead, it just conks out, and then uh, he gets out. He's like, "Must be the alternator." Like, what? Why yeah. would you think that? I mean, I'm no mechanic. But would that be your first thing? Like the alternator? Back then, maybe it was always the alternator. I, I think he was just trying to impress Jennifer. Like, yeah. I know about cars. I'm not just rich. Yeah. So <laughs> he opens Let the hood. Let me see what I could do under the hood. <laughs> he opens the hood. And there's, like, the timer. It's, like, bright red, you know. So he, like, pulls his timer off. He's like, oh, it shorted out our entire electrical system. And then the RC plane. <laughs> you hear that in the background. Like, either there's a swarm of bees coming after them or there's an airplane coming. And I'm like, they are easily amused because they, they just stand and gawk at this plane flying <laughs> for like three minutes. They're just heads up in the air. Like, you, you have bigger problems. Your car's not running right now and somebody sabotaged it. Um, they shouldn't be focusing on the plane, but I guess it was good that they did, right? Sure. <laughs> I'm just Be- kidding. Because the plane shoots at them. Right. Um, and I, I posted a little video that I made of this because I thought it was funny. And I will say I have no recollection of this episode until I saw that airplane. I'm like, I remember this damn thing. I remember this airplane flying around with that little guy in there shooting at him. And the best thing is they kept showing the little pilot. <laughs> Yeah. Like he really had control of it. <laughs> right, exactly. Why, why are you focusing on the fake pilot? Like Just five times the guy we see this little creepy it. plastic pilot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we see the engineer controlling it from, from afar. And not to let me down, but his RC controller, his controller, had a button on it that said bomb release. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, the other one said machine gun firing. That's all because you don't want to get confused. You know? Right. Exactly. You don't want to drop the bomb when you mean to hit the. I mean, it's right. like playing the Xbox, right? You know, you're in a war game scenario. You want to make sure you hit the gun and not throw a grenade because the grenade's going to hit the wall and come back at you and blow yourself up. Right. And this guy clearly organized. Must have had like a label maker. He's just on top of everything. <laughs> that label maker was used a lot in this particular scene. Yeah. Because yeah. so now, like you said, the hearts are watching this thing. They're like, oh, look at that plane come right at us. And it shoots and then they run away. And then they stand up <laughs> again and watch it come at them again. Right. And then duck. And then they stand up again. <laughs> like, 
get out of there. Yeah. And then finally, the, you know, Mr. H is like, we got to get out of here. She's like, well, the car is good protection. He's like, yeah, but it's full of gas. I don't know if you noticed, but it has a bomb attached to it. I'm like, how did he see that? I, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but so then they go and hide. The bomb misses them. Obviously, there's only one bomb on this thing. So <laughs> How much can this plane hide. carry, really? Right. And then he runs back to the car. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, hold on. I got an idea. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like, oh, he's going to take a gun out. No. So he goes. I don't know if you saw. He reaches into his glove box, and there's a little box. It says, garage door release, like giant printing on the remote yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It, said, it said garage omatic because again, I'm yeah, obsessed oh, with the is, labeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then he just points it at the plate and presses the button, and it just explodes. Yeah, which and he's the odds. She's of that like, "What gave you the idea for that?" He's like, "Well, it never worked on the garage door." I'm like, "What?" I'm not sure now, how that works. <laughs> right. I mean, I understand about frequency congestion, and you got to make sure you're not on the same frequency. But that's not what's going to happen. I no. mean, it would it could make it crash, which actually could make it more. They could what they could have done here. I want to rewrite the scene. All right. So he could. <laughs> so the plane's coming at him. He points it right, and he hits the button, and all of a sudden you see the guy. You cut back to him, and he's trying to control it. It's not going anywhere, right. and all of a sudden. It somehow turns back and comes and crashes into his van and blows it up. Right. That would have been a better scene. Or even just into the ground. Right. Because, yeah, maybe it jammed the frequency. That I'll buy. Yeah, totally. But if if that happened with my garage door, I'd be pointing it at a lot of things to see if it would explode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. uh, (laughs) So, But I did. I I had to go back a couple of times to make sure I saw that that said something like that (laughs) on the garage remote. (laughs) Oh yeah, big big lay. Big now, granted, then back in that late seventies, those garage remotes were pretty lame. Remember, I mean, you would had to be like right. You had to like almost get out of your car and like point it at it to make it work. I, at the I time. don't think we even had one until I was like <laughs> sixteen. So I don't know. Uh, but so then they go to see. Uh, <laughs> you were the remote. <laughs> yeah, I was. Go open the much. door. It's pouring rain. <laughs> My dad, go open the garage door. It's like we were the. We were the remote controls for the TV, too. Exactly. That's why people had kids, anyway. But I digress. Right. So they go to see Stanley again, uh, but this time they need his friend Bob to come by because Bob designed some kind of missile guidance system. For the Voyager program, which, as we all know, the Voyager program are the probes that are about to exit the solar system. Why they would have missiles on them? I don't know. No. That I have a feeling... Yeah, some type of security breach right there. <laughs> I have a feeling what they really meant to say was just like a mission guidance system, or you know, like the just the guidance program on the actual computer. But either the guys who were writing it, they didn't, you know, they were just trying to make it sound better, or what. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, and then so then uh, you know we cut to the boss telling the engineer, you know, he wants a demo of the robot by the morning. So the guy's like, all right, it's finished. You know, we'll do it in the morning. And I just put the last little bit of explosives in. It's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I just packed it up. And then he, he locks it away in the safe um, with the plans. And then Max comes in, uh, dressed as a janitor. And like, do, 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 do. <laughs> he easily cracks the safe. Like, yeah, he had I the didn't know he was like a master safe cracker. Yeah, I, he... That or he had the combination, so I don't I'm know. I'm sure he had the combination. And then yeah. he takes the plants and he, you know, at this point, he puts them in a secret compartment in his broom. I'm thinking he could have just walked out with them in his hand, but 
<laughs> there he, was nobody there. Yeah. He he leaves. And then uh, you know, back at the Hart's house, the doorbell rings. Max is already there. He opens the door. Some blonde bombshell walks in, <laughs> and it's uh, it's Bobby. It's uh, Bob, and Jennifer looks stunned. But this is the guy, not the guy, but this is the person who who designed the guidance system and is now helping them out. So Jonathan, Jonathan tells her, "Look, we need you to redesign th- this toy plan." So then they kind of cut away, right? We don't know what kind of redesign she does, but. Um, and then Max calls and puts the plan back in the safe. He's like, all right, you know, it's back. We put the, the altered plans are now back in the safe. And then the next morning, finally, we have the demo that we've all been waiting for. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's the boss. It's the engineer and the hearts. And he, he puts the robot on the table and it takes a few steps, says a few words not real impressive by my standards. There was a lot of effort put into this. <laughs> no, uh, what it seemed like all it did was a demo that you would have a doing in a store. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is the most amazing toy robot ever. <laughs> and it sucked. <laughs> what it would do. It would drive me insane. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't do anything. But the heart turned Supposedly you could program it to do other stuff, but. Turn left, turn right. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what like Big Tracks. Remember Big Tracks? Yeah, yeah I had one of those. Of those. I loved yeah. it. Um. And then so the, the engineer later goes over to the safe and he, he finds it's open and the plans are gone. So so he's walking around in the hallways like, who took my plans? And then he sees this person that he's familiar with. We don't we, see the we person. We don't see, yeah. Yeah, so we just see like from the, you know, I don't, what do you call that, first person view from. Right, well, yeah. So or, no, we see we see from the perpetrator's point of view. Right, so. right. So this is where we, we get back to the, the paper shredding scene. <laughs> so he's walking backwards now as the perpetrator is approaching him and clearly talking as though he knows this person and works with them and then falls into the paper shredder. Yep. Just falls right in. Yep. No safety guard. No door. Uh, no door. <laughs> Just a big hole in the wall. Yep. It's like, you know, garbage incinerator. You know, and it, it had to be, it had to be like below the knees for you to. Oh, it was. You know. Yeah. It was the perfect height for someone to trip and fall into. Right. I mean, it was like it was designed for someone to trip and fall in. Right. I did. I checked the OSHA laws on that. And that, <laughs> that was standard at the time. Uh, no, it was not. I just made that up. Um, so, but we do see a gloved hand hit the button. To like start the shredding, I guess, and to me it looked like a a, a female hand. Oh, I didn't recognize. I didn't see that. All right, so I solved the whole thing. Okay. But, <laughs> um, so Jonathan and Jennifer head to the toy company again. This time they're dressed like Santa and an elf, and they're sitting in a sleigh drinking. Um, and Santa comes in. No. That is no, Santa. Someone else Jonathan comes in. Santa. <laughs> Someone else comes in. No, they're and just hanging out. But here's the deal. Why are they dressed as Santa and an elf? I don't know. What's was, the point? I, I think that was going to be disguised. They were going to sit in the sleigh motionless while someone okay. came in. I mean, sure. I think that was the plan. I don't really know. But so 
so again, they're sitting there, they're drinking their wine, and we hear, and jo- we hear, and, <laughs> and Jonathan has to say, "Someone's here." Like, really? Right. We just heard the alarm, or the we just heard the touchdown. We just heard that for like two hundred and first time. So, and this is when Jonathan's like, "Oh man, I left the gun in the other room." I'm like, so these guys are drinking on the stakeout, and he left the gun somewhere else. How, how are they not dead already? Yeah, this is trouble. Yeah. And then but, so he, get, he gets up to go get it, and then uh, the bad guy, the bad guy walks in, the boss. I forgot what I the said. Bad bo- the bad boss. The bad boss walks in, and he catches Jonathan, and they know each other. They're like, hey, you know. Well, not really. It wasn't like a, <laughs> it wasn't I like a reunion. I missed at the toy convention this year. Yeah. But they recognize each other, and he's like, yeah, I know you messed with the plans. You know, let's, uh, let's go get them. He's like, toy making's a rough business. Or actually, I said that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's something that they would have said. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so he he gives them a badge so they can walk out. We can hear that sound yet again. And they walk out and never notice Jennifer sitting in the sleigh. Um, And then the secretary – so Jennifer gets up and gets the gun that Jonathan was looking for. And then the secretary walks in. Jennifer like, oh, it's only you. Sets the, the gun down and starts explaining everything to the secretary. Yeah. And as soon as, <laughs> so I wasn't as smart as you and figured that out earlier, but I, I'm like, oh, I bet she's with Walter. <laughs> she's the bad guy, one of the bad guys. Yeah. And so, yeah. So a small fright fight breaks out and uh, she gets the gun. It was really, she just pushed Jennifer down. And then, well, she's probably drunk from drinking wine yeah, while yeah. waiting for these people. It was to probably pretty easy. <laughs> she was way <laughs> off balance anyway. And uh, and then so at some point they're all in the same room now. So the two, you know, the guy, bad guy, bad girl, have the guns. The hearts are at gunpoint, and he wants the plans. So he's like, "Well, I don't know. The prototype robot is in the in the safe." He's like, "Okay, go get it." Um, and when so, here's the thing. Okay, so Jonathan opens the safe. What is the point of the safe if everyone can open the door? <laughs> No need for the safe, but anyway, so he gets the well, right because that Walter Brent dude, right? He was there, not knowing Jennifer and Jonathan were there. So how was he going to open it? Did he know the combination too? I, I guess he must have. Or was he going to meet the secretary who knew it? I don't know. Right? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So he sends Jonathan to go over get the prototype out, <laughs> and he's like, "Here, let me test it out first. And they yeah. and they let him. And the first thing in my head is, no, you're going to do something with the robot. This is a It's trick. probably got explosives in it. That's right. <laughs> Clearly. So, but they let him. They're like, okay, yeah, let's see if it works. Um, <laughs> so then he, he walks it over. Well, be, before I get that far, I just want to mention they, they tried the robot that they built off the plans. And basically all it did is walk backwards and talk backwards or something. Um so, oh, that's right. They played like, yeah, it did something really weird. Yeah. So then I was thinking, you know, it, it, it's not going to take all these engineers to fix that. <laughs> you can probably any, like, I'd say today, anyone in high school could probably figure out how, how to, like, rewire that thing. And um, But anyway, they got to kill people over this. So he tries out the the real one, and he walks it over to a, a an alarm switch um, that sets off the alarm. And that was a distraction. So Jonathan, Jonathan can fight Walter and uh, wrestle the gun from his hands. 
And now he's got a gun, and then the bad girl's got a gun. So Jonathan Hart's got a gun, and the bad girl's got a gun. It's kind of a standoff. How do, yes. Were you anxious? How were you feeling at this moment? <laughs> I was a little worried because, you know, was she going to blow away Jennifer? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, all right, you know, my threat is I'm going to shoot your wife. I actually right. would have waited for the fight to finish. I would have said that earlier, but um, <laughs> but no. So, But instead, so I got, I got a little clip here from this particular scene. So Excellent. It's a standoff. Jonathan's like, or Jen- Jennifer is like, Jonathan, she, he has the gun. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) so the little bang flag comes out. Yeah. So, yeah. And the music that they did, everything. Oh, it's all okay. Yeah, it's happiness. Meanwhile, they still have these two here, so I guess they're going to wait for the police to come, hopefully that they don't run away. We don't I see guess. the scene, but I'm pretty sure they shot them and put them in the safe. And then <laughs> no, no one ever saw them again. Um, and then, so they're back at the Hart's house opening gifts, and Max is dressed like Santa, and he's off to the orphanage. And... I think that's it. Ho, ho, ho. That was the end of the show. Well, it, I forgot what exactly she did, but somehow Jonathan used the robot to proposition Jennifer. I forget what he said. Oh, really? He, like, programmed it to say something. I can't I remember I, what it was. I think I was just done with it by then. Because <laughs> <laughs> the robot wasn't really very clear, you know? No. He did have a robotic kind of high-pitched voice. but Yeah, yeah. So if you said but something, I did, I don't I know did what do a is. lot of searching for robots from that that era, though, when I was doing this, and there were some cool ones back then. Yeah, but you didn't come but, across this one. <laughs> no. All right. No. Remember the Sinclair XL? Isn't that like it had eight track tapes in it or whatever? Yeah, I had that. Did you? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of something else, but no. Okay. I always wanted one of those robots, though. Yeah, I never had one either. Do you remember the robot from like Rocky Three? Rocky, no wait. I was I was just actually listening to the podcast about Rocky Four. Was it when they go to Russia? It's yeah. It's where he's like, I don't know. He's made it. It gives it to Polly. Yeah, he's got this cool robot. I want I want one of those. But yeah, it was like a housekeeper. But yeah. All right. So that's it for heart to heart uh, Christmas. They had a great Christmas. Um, I guess. I mean, they almost got killed three times, so right. I don't know. That's probably good, I guess. It is. You know, that's what they enjoy. So, you know, eat, drink, and be merry. That's what they like to do. Solve crime, put themselves at risk. So that's it for this episode. And then we were talking, and there was a suggestion on Facebook by Michelle McElroy, uh, who, who recommended we do a uh, night Rider episode so think that's what's it called again oh the episode itself was it like the night of christmas oh shoot the night before christmas (laughs) well it was something like that like (laughs) it was like you know um because it you know because everything's gotta freaking do it's gotta be spelled like night rider right you know what i mean right but i can't remember the name of it now i looked it up i don't remember i don't know We'll see. But anyway, Mike wants to do it. 
I do. Let's do oh, it. Oh, we're doing Silent it. Night. Come on, Mike. Oh, okay, Silent Night. I like Night Should've. Before Christmas better, but... <laughs> So here's a quick summary. On their way to pick up a tux for the annual Foundation Christmas Banquet, Michael and Kit run into a gypsy kid named Tino who has just stolen a gold watch from a trio of bank robbers. Oh, he stole it from bank robbers. Michael promises Tino, Tino, Tino's, I guess, sister Marta to bring the boy back to their uncle Stefano, <laughs> self-proclaimed king of the gypsies. But they are unaware that bank robbers, afraid of being identified the boy, are on their trail. That sounds like a great Christmas story. It does. I can't imagine the bank robbers being that interested in a stolen watch, but. And why very, do they have a watch? Why do they steal a watch from a bank? I don't know. Very, It sounds very appropriate for Christmas, though. So. And it sounds like another one of those things where they're just trying to cram some kind of. Like, they make it a Christmas episode by happening right. during Christmas time. They'll be, like, Michael will be putting kit uh, or will be putting a Christmas tree on top of kit, and then that'll be like the Christmas yeah. exposure that we get, but. Right, but that's Michael, where, I don't, I don't, I'm not a truck. Why is this Christmas tree? I mean, these it's pine needles are not good for my clear yeah. code. You know. I don't know. <laughs> so that's uh, that's next week. So if you get a chance, watch that, and uh, you know, feel free to to comment along with us. Um, anything else, Mike? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm reading quotes from the episode. It's cracking me up. <laughs> Like you literally, if you guys could see him right now, he can't speak. <laughs> he lost his breath. Yeah, sorry. I was just reading a, a, an exchange that happens during this episode of Nightmare. <laughs> All right. Um, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Yeah, That's, I think we're done. I think we're wrapping up here. Yes. Yeah, we are done with <laughs> Heart to Heart. And so we got two more episodes left before... We go off for a couple of weeks. We'll take a little time off for Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of good stuff. So we got this one and the next one, which we're not still not saying what it is yet, but we will let you know. It's we know one. what it is, but we're keeping it a surprise. And uh, yeah, so for this episode of I Used to Watch This, I am Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.